This is the Bad Reputation Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes on your smartphone or tablet. Featuring the most up-to-date reputation management, social media, and entrepreneurial information on the web. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official. And now, the host of Bad Reputation, the reputation rock star, Todd Collins. In three, two, one. Um, I want to welcome someone that, and this is interesting about my podcast, just so you guys know. I'll just be sitting in bed at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, one in the morning, finding through the feed people that, in my opinion, deserve to have their story told or out there, really working hard to kind of do their own thing. Um, and I came across this young man, uh, and I call him a young man because he's obviously younger than me. Um, and I came across this young man, Brandon Tomlinson. He's from Hampstead, Maryland. That's where I went to high school. And this guy shot a music video inside our now defunct North Carroll High School where a lot of memories were made. I looked at the video. I reached out to him and said, buddy, I, I, wanna, I want you to be on the show. I love the story. I love the family inside the video, everything else like that. Lo and behold... As busy as the guy is, I locked him down and I got him trapped in a closet. This I actually have him locked in a closet currently right now. That's it. Okay. You shut up in there. And he's locked he's locked in there right now and he's on here. But babe, B, thanks for coming on, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you. Very, very excited. Honored. Let's get it. Let's Let's go. Hampstead in the house. Yeah, man. That's the big thing here. Carroll County, baby. I mean, listen, I'm trying to, I'm trying to let everyone know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, right? Because we, we, between you and I, we, we probably have quite a few tattoos. Um, yes. My a guy that I went to high school with at our school, North Carroll, Jason. who is my, t- yeah. creepy Jason, my tattoo artist, yeah. um, this whole right arm here. Um, just just lost on Ink Master, but made it to the finals. I could have swore the guy was yeah, going to win. So I, yeah, this I have uh, about 50 hours of tattoos on my full body, and Jason has done every single one of them. How about that? Shout out to Jason. And actually, Jason's going to be on the podcast, which um, is going to be really exciting. We're trying to get that kind of rolled in um, over the next month. And obviously, because the dude's probably super busy right now. Um, in yes. fact, I know he's super busy right now, so there's, <laughs> I'm not going to bother him with any of that stuff. But – I want to talk about, let's talk about, um, let's talk about the EP release that you have going on, right? Because yeah. my assumption is the song that you did at the high school is the, is the song for the album, right? That is the song. Yeah. Okay. And there's, and it's only two songs. It's only two songs. Whatever. Um, yeah. We're, I'm still excited about it. Um, and, uh, you know, I wasn't sure how to release it. I was going to do it just that TYFG is the song. Um, but I had this other song that I'd done um that i felt fit really well with it it's super poppy it's called my room that's that's out as well with it um and i was like you know what the hell like i'm gonna put both these out we'll do an ep um i've got other songs you know in the works or that are pretty much completed um and i thought it'd be cool to just put those two out and you know the marketing brain for me said i didn't i I felt really good about the music video and i felt really good about the song um and it had been in the works for a while you know i had had it for a while um and I, and I knew, I felt like I could, it could turn into something and I didn't want to put a bunch of other songs with it. Yeah. And then people like immediately not listen to the other songs. Um, 
because they just want to listen to the one, which happens right. a lot in music. So that was kind of the, the thought process behind that. But um, yeah, super stoked on the EP. It's gotten a lot of plays and seems like it's resonating with people. And for me, that's like, that's all, that's all I really want. Out of what, it, so. What's the name of the song? Which the music video one? Yeah, yeah. TYFG. It just stands for Take You For Granted. Love yeah. it. Can, yeah. And you can get, you can download this song. Is this anywhere? Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, the EP, so both songs are, if you just wanted one, whatever, you know, whatever the prerogative is there. But um, yeah, it's everywhere. So you can stream it on Apple Music, Spotify, uh, you know, it's anywhere that you can stream or purchase music, it would be there, yeah. Well, being that this podcast is sponsored by Spotify, you should be streaming it on Spotify. Yeah, please, stream it on Spotify. I was just verified on Spotify. There you go. I love the dude. That makes me so happy. Um, So... This is where it starts to get interesting in the story, guys, obviously, right? Were you always a musician? Odds are yes. No? No. no. Oh, okay. Here we go. I came into music very late in the game. Um, so I, I love sports. Huge uh, sports fan. Um, I played sports my whole life. Um, coming up, I, uh, basketball was my thing. I um, always played basketball. played AAU basketball. Dad coached. Went up and down the East Coast. Um, wanted to play college basketball. Uh, wound up kicking as a field goal kicker my last year at North Carroll and uh, made first team all Baltimore Sun, all Metro, um, wound up getting uh, to play football. So I went okay. to play football, didn't work out, like classic college story, didn't, didn't make it, injuries, missed my girlfriend, who is now my wife. So that's sure. part of this long story. Um, anyhow, um, came, you know, came back home, uh, Wound up playing when I was 20, actually, in the AF2, which was like the Arena Football League, actually. Um, so played professional football for a little bit, uh, for a few games. Um, did that. Uh, kept that dream alive as much as I could. Um, and then just, you know, became a dad, became, <laughs> did my thing. Right. Uh, never played an instrument. I always loved music. I grew up, um, I was like super jock, I guess, super athlete. But I, ha- I was always friends with the kids that were in bands as well. Um, and I like loved, you know, like... I don't know how I'm 30. So like I grew up, like I loved like taking back Sunday and like my chemical romance and like bands, bands like that. Yeah. So, um, I was like an athlete Jack, but who liked like those, those types of emo alternative bands, if you will. Um, and then when I finally like was able, I, and I always felt like I could sing like personally, but I think everyone thinks that they can sing. Everybody to, thinks they can sing. To dude. a certain degree. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know what kind of, you know, what that, what that says about me. But, uh, anyways, I, um, one of my good buddies, Mike Meager, who's actually in the music video. He's the one person that's in that video that is not my immediate actual family. Um, ran into him downtown at, uh, goodness, it may have been Mosaic in Baltimore. Okay. I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was in a band that was like pretty successful um, and they had just broken up and we bumped into each other. And I was like, dude, like I kind of want to play music. And he was like, what the hell? Like, dude, I haven't seen you like since high school. And uh, he was like, yeah, we'll get together. And um, that is kind of how I got into music with him. And then we just got together. And then I worked for uh, Milwaukee Power Tools. This is where the story gets really interesting. So I, the, the side story is with me and Mike. Um, we had plans to get together, just play acoustic. And by play acoustic, him play acoustic so I could sing. Because I right. can't shit. At this point in my life, I could not play anything. Yeah. Um, so I worked for Milwaukee Power Tools. We're out there. I wind up, um, you know, singing at a karaoke bar. And... Uh, getting filmed and this girl's like well hey i'm gonna send this to you know my uncle and i'm like okay well shit like that's cool like 
that's weird, but you send it to your uncle. I don't care. Yeah. And uh, anyways, he winds up being one of the casting directors for The Voice um, and gets sent to him. Um, they take my wife and I up to New York. I do it, um, go through the whole process. Anyways, I made the top 175 for season six, 2013 um, for The Voice. Made a lot of connections, met a lot of really cool people. Um, and after I made it that far, I was like, well, damn, like maybe, maybe I am good at music, you know, yeah. maybe I can sing. And, uh, that really pushed me. And then I did get with the guy, Mike, um, who now is like my best friend in the whole world. Sure. And, uh, we weren't friends in high school at all. We're a year apart. Uh, I've known him since we were by 11, 12. And, uh, anyways, we start playing music and created a band called civil city, um, which was the band that I was in for years. Um, and we had some really good success and, uh, through playing shows and all the practices and getting into it, I taught myself at the age of, I guess, 25, how to play guitar, um, how to play piano to a certain degree, play some bass. Um, and now I can, you know, I can sit here and write, write you a song. But yeah, unlike most people that did it their whole lives, I, uh, I got into music very, very late. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, look, here's the deal. I have a lot of good friends that are in the music business. Um, a good friend of mine, um, Mike Rocco. He, he played, he has uh, that band Cinder Road. And I mean, this guy did it all, right? I mean, he was a bass player for SR71 when, yeah. you know, when they were around. He, they did, um, he then launched his band. His band did really well. They traveled all around. And I mean, now he's back, you know, in normal life. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the guys that'll tell you like, dude, it's, it's a tough, tough <coughs> road. But sometimes it's being at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, and I give a lot of props to you for, for learning late in life like that, because anybody that's ever tried to learn how to play guitar <clears throat> later in life, at least the friends that I have that, that play music, they'll tell you the later that you wait, um, the harder and more difficult it can be. And you either kind of either get it or you just don't get it. It's one of those things. So I don't know. I, I, it's, I, I applaud you for, for, doing that and and probably my, your mic probably actually applauds you too because at the end of the day it probably helps you guys be able to work a little bit better together oh easier, yeah i mean 100 right? yes yeah, yeah. Nailed it. <clears throat> because you just belt it out you were like dude i have lyrics you don't know how to play guitar and he starts playing and you're like whoa i don't it's 100 i mean it's it's extremely difficult to write uh it's, and I, and I did it and I learned it. It was like part of the process. And, and like, I can't say enough good things about my boy, Mike, because he brought me along so much as far as, um, and still does like still when we get together, sure. like, so, and we'll talk about it, but he, I mean, he is, he still has his hands and he's a huge part of anything solo that I do. Like, you know, we record everything is together still. Sure. So he, um, yeah, but he helped tremendously with like understanding, well, Hey, like, yeah, this is a really cool part. But if it was saying this way, it would sure. probably be better. Or if it was in this key. Um, or like, you know, the best way for a chorus to sound good is have a better pre-chorus. <laughs> so sure. scrap the shit that you can't just show me. So And he yeah. probably gets a lot of enjoyment out of that. That's probably where he, he shines and he probably loves it the most. Now, now can you read music as well? I can, absolutely cannot. I, um, See, I, I that's another thing people think you need to be able to read music to play, right? They do. And, and I think people, um, I mean, I'm not by any means, and I would not sit here and tell you that I'm like a great guitarist um, sure. or, but I can, um, you know, I can figure it out. Cause I know like the, like, I know what the chords are. So if you were like, Oh dude, I really want to hear this song. Like I'll give you a rendition of it, but I think like would right. be enjoyable, but yeah. like, am I playing it true to form? Absolutely not. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah, I mean, dude, it's every hard. song, almost 90% of the pop music or songs that have been popular can be played with the same four chords. So, sure. I mean, you can, you can make it happen. Um, 
but no, I can't, I can't read music. So if like I looked up tabs, I'm, I'm screwed. There's no Did way. you go to the Taking Back Sunday show? Because I knew that they were just recently in town, right? <laughs> they were here last uh, Friday. Tell me, missed they were it. At Power Plant. I didn't go. I um, I've seen them the last two times. They they do it okay. almost. I think every September. Um, and uh, they're awesome. I mean, I've probably seen them. I mean, crazy amount of times. So um, but yeah, they're still they're they're great, dude. Yeah, I, I went and saw the last time I was at Power Plant. Believe it or not, the 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 band that I saw there was Chevelle and. Yeah. I was so impressed with because typically what ends up happening when you listen to music and you find a song that you really, really like mm-hmm. and you go see them live and you're kind of like, wait a minute, you, that doesn't sound like them. And you're kind of disappointed. So it's, it just sometimes happens. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing them live. Not only was I impressed that they only, they actually did only perform with three people on stage, um, but that the music sounded so similar to if I was sitting in my car, turning it up to 50 and listening to the music. Um, and it just get, it just gave me a lot more respect for him at the end of the day. Uh, Cause I've seen a lot of bands. I've listened to songs. I'm like, wow, this is a great song. Go hear them live. And I'm like, Holy shit. I mean, that's all it takes. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, dude, I mean, I've been to so many shows. I've played a decent amount of shows. I feel like, um, <clears throat> and there's sometimes it's just not, it ain't there. I know. Like, unfortunately, it's not there. There's, and then there's some bands that you, you know, kind of you speaking to Chevelle there, that there's bands that I've just gone to see maybe one band and I know the opening band. And then the opening band just like blows your mind. 100%. Like, where that, like, I yeah. wish that you could translate your live performance to your, you know, recording. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, but that's like the proofs in the pudding. You know what I mean? Like, there's some people that can perform live and there's some people that are just, you know, faking until they make it i guess you hey know? i mean at the end of the day too i mean a lot of the times when you go to concerts the opening bands sometimes are better than bands that are actually you know, they're headlining yeah and i think a lot of that has to do with the, the effort indoor work sure a lot of times the headliners are like they already know what they're bringing in you know what i mean yeah. they're not reliant depending on the size of the artist or band but i mean those sure. opening bands are they got to pedal that that merch or they ain't gonna be the <laughs> right heat. right you know right, I mean? right. Like, sometimes it's like that's it. So, I mean, I, I dig that, but yeah, you're right. So let's talk about, uh, and thank you for kind of highlighting the story. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you made a decision. Um, I'd like to have been a fly on the wall when you were ha- making the, these decisions and, and what your wife was maybe saying to you at the time. Yeah. Was she, was she supportive? I mean, you guys have been together obviously since high school, it sounds like, yep. um, which happens a lot in Carroll County. Didn't happen to me. <laughs> It does happen a lot in Carroll County. Right. I don't know if everyone makes it though. That's the thing. They Dude, don't I, <laughs> I got to be completely honest with you. Most of the people that I know that were, were together in high school and got married and, you know, I graduated in 97, which is like yeah. eons ago. Um, most people are all still married and they're super happy. I just, I, I, it just never, it never made sense to me, but yeah, can't question that. It loves love and the people are there for a reason. Um, so when you when you were like, hey, you know what, this whole pro football thing, uh, I'm not sure if this is going to work out. I'm thinking about, yeah, getting into music. And you're like, <laughs> I mean, how did that conversation? It's the way go? that you just, I think the best part about that is the way that you just said that. Sure. It's like legitimately how it went. Because like I'm, I'm just, uh, first of all, like I'm, a, I'm an optimist, so I'm always, you know, like I'm a big time dreamer and. 
I'm also there's someone if I if I think that I can do something or put my mind to it, like I'm just gonna like I'm gonna figure it out. And it's not like Oh bro, I'm the same way, man. That's what I'm saying. That's what it sounds like. It's like and it's not like to spite anyone. It's like literally for me, like that's just what makes me um happy. And that like that's how I find the center of me, um, is by pushing. So I felt like I could do music. I felt like I could play music. I felt like you know, I, I don't know if I succeeded it, you know, maybe th- this story is not over, I guess, or my story is not over it's as not. far as music goes. But, um, you know, it, it's like, I remember sitting down and saying to her, like, yeah, like, I, you know, you remember Mike, maybe like, I'm going to start this band with them and we're going to do this and this and this. And I mean, she could have been more supportive. I mean, I can't say enough good things because it's not just like, and, and I don't know what people think, you know, when you're trying to do something or, or make it music, but for that it, there's so much practice um in behind the scenes work that it's not just like oh you record a couple songs you put it out and you say uh you know everyone listen i mean there is right. the, the writing the uh obviously recording it but uh just the practice for live shows i mean so we had a studio that we had down in baltimore city and at the time when like the band was happening i actually uh lived in hanover pennsylvania okay so even further north but so we would practice downtown uh two three nights a week um, which is a lot because like at the time our kids were fairly young. I mean, they're still fairly young, but I mean, they were probably five, you know, four and two and then five, three. So, you know, sure. and um, I mean, I wasn't home a whole lot. So that was a lot on, on her. And, uh, but she couldn't have been any more supportive. Um, you know, every show that she could be at, which is the majority, you know, most of those um, unless they were super far away, but she was always there. Um, and she'd be, you know, front and center, or if like we, we didn't have someone to do video or pictures, like she was doing video and pictures. So funny. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, um, you know, and it's cool to bring it to where it is now because it's like, Hey, like all the shit that you had to go through and deal with like taking pictures of like, whether it was like people that were there, like with fans. And then it's, she's just like such a trooper for it. And then it's like to be, you know, a big piece of the music video and to be a big part of the song. It's like, that is what makes me, you know, happy yeah. and, you know, for the whole family piece. But um, yeah, it's tough. Like, I mean, it's, it was tough to, to work through that as a band, you know what I mean? And there's always, you know, not just with her, but then you're like married to all the people that are in your band. So. Yeah. And so uh, I've always said like mu- musicians are very early, um, are very early adopters to entrepreneurship, right? So in the early stages of a business, just like in the early stages of a business, just like in the early stages of a band, you're creating a team, you're, it's a baby. And from an infancy standpoint, you're eating shit, you're working hard, you're traveling a lot, your spouses, you're having to count on your spouse to help you uh, do things. And, um, Everything that you stated right there is 100% relatable to everything that I've gone through in developing our agency, right? Like, you know, when I quit my job and was like, yeah, we're going to launch this marketing agency. And Nicole's like, you're an idiot. Like, I don't think this is a good idea, right? But then I was like, no, I really can do this. And, um, And, you know, now she's vice president of operations. I mean, she's not in the office right now or in the offices right now, but she's yeah. vice president of operations. She takes care of everything. If I've got a you know, speaking event or something like that, dude, and, and the videographers can't get there, she's there going live on this phone, DSLR in this, in this hand, like, you know, helping. And it's like, I get home late. So like now you were talking about Hanover PA and I grew up on that. I mean, yeah. right, I'll say deep run road. You know exactly yeah, what I do. Know exactly. Yeah. Right. 
that I grew up back deep on road. Well, now we're in like the Hereford zone. Our offices are in Cockeysville and I usually go to the gym around four or five. She'll usually leave the office, make sure that the kids get off the bus. I get home around seven or eight. Hey, look, man, um, she doesn't have to do that, right. but she does, you know? Um, and so it's, I think sometimes a lot of people forget that like when you have a spouse, uh, the support from them sometimes can be the fuel that gets you to where you actually got to. Um, and that's something I think is, 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 a, is forgotten quite a bit. Um, not only with musicians, I'm sure, but with, with entrepreneurs as well, you, 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 as much as you don't think you leverage them or lean on them, um, you should. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's just, I think that to any, you know, any story or anyone that's had moderate to, you know, extreme success, it's like, there's always going to be someone that, maybe doesn't get the spotlight, but is the, the true backbone and, and the reason for, for all of that success. So, um, and we typically and don't talk about them a lot either, do we? We don't. And it's and just what, how guys are. It's, it's, well, you know, it is, it's like that. And I, um, yeah, I feel like I'm really, I'm giving her, I'm standing <laughs> out, I'm giving her due right now, but she, I mean, she deserves it wholeheartedly. But I remember doing interviews back in the, back in the day, you know, and, not not bringing up that kind of you know what i mean just because like that wasn't the priority not that it wasn't the priority but it was like oh we got to talk about this we got to talk about this where we're going to play a show when this record's coming out this and this and that's all people really care about and it's like the older that i've gotten and the more that i think i understand the landscape of where people's minds go and things like that Mm -hmm. it's like dude if you explain to people why you do certain things or why you know why i push to do music still it's like it, well, it's easy to see now for me, I think if you listen to my music, but like strictly because my, you know, family, wife, kids, parents, yep. um, and that's, uh, you know, kind of brings it to what we were talking, you know, what we're talking about with the music yeah. video. So it's like, uh, yeah. So you were still at North Carroll when, um, and I just want to bring up North Carroll high school for a second. Love North Carroll, man. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So I'm always very confused right now. I, so I'm very actually I am very confused right now. The school was shut down. I I didn't go to the walkthrough. My my business partner actually went. He still lives in that area. He went to the walkthrough. If I'm not mistaken, um, the school's still there. It's still there. There's more people moving into that area than ever before, and there's one high school. Yes. I mean, dude, is there, do you have any, um, and this is just out of curiosity. Do you have an opinion or any context of what is happening? I have so, so I do have somewhat of a, you know, so I'm like heavily involved, uh, with North Carol rec and North Carol travels. And I live like so close to that. So I live in North Carol farms. I'll actually be there on Saturday. Yeah. Logan's got a soccer game at Cape Horn. Yeah. Okay. If you guys want to yeah. come see me? I'll be there. He's, he's currently has 10 goals in three games. Let's he's go. Ripping, he's ripping right now. Just, I mean, unbelievable. Let's First go. year in soccer, Patrick left football, City. went to soccer. Insane natural. I love that. That's yeah. great. Hey, that's great. Cape Horn's got some great fields too. I can't hate <laughs> on They're it. not bad. They're really not. Um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, the high school is still there. Um, I, so I'm heavily involved in like the basketball program too. So I coach Very two cool. travel teams for my son. I coach my daughter's team. So I'm at the high school all the time because we still have access to the high school. Yeah, so like great. I'm inside the school. Um. I, you know, I don't know if this is like insider information, but yeah, I, I, like, I just found out, I think that, um, we may lose the school, but I don't know why. So there's been many rumors circulating that, um, businesses were going to start either like renting 
rooms or a level or office space. I'd heard uh, like LifeBridge at one point, like fitness. Um, right. But I, but I don't know if they pulled out because like Four Seasons was just purchased. Um, Coppermine. Yeah, Copper right. Exactly. By Coppermine. Yeah. So I don't know if they're still going to come in with that. I, like I would like, trust me, because where I live, my kids would go to North Carolina High School. They wouldn't go to Manchester Valley. Right. So uh, yeah, I mean, there's like a totally a part of me that wants that damn school to be open back up because like that school means a lot to me and that, you know, that's where my wife and I met. And so my brother is heavily involved, like in the politics game. Um, certainly not my, my lane by any means, sure, sure. but he was a huge person on the board that fought to keep the school open. So he like spoke at all the hearings and, um, was part of like massive teams that were put together to basically to fight against that. Obviously that wasn't successful, but I don't think there was going to be anyone that was going to be successful because I think that the board, uh, the board of ed had it like it was done. Like it was locked in. They had already like they acted like they were going to listen to people, but um, it's a shame too. Like there's, you know what I mean? Because there's so many people that have so many memories there. Yep. And people that still live in the community, like like I said, like I was in Hanover, and I and I always said like when once the kids got older, I wanted or a little bit older, I wanted to move back to Hampstead because that's where we wanted to raise our kids. Sure. Um, and we did. So it's like such a bummer. Like. Yeah, I know. At the high school. It's just confusing to me that the school is just there, though. It, it, like, yeah. it, in that nothing – I'm glad that you guys have the access that you guys have. Uh, because, believe it or not, uh, that school, in my opinion, from, uh, from an architectural situation, a business situation, right, every, everywhere where it was, it was, a, it was kind of ahead of its time. It was, a, it was yeah. properly built. The gym was great. I remember my dad and – Mr. Palson and Mr. Yeah. Hook and um, Mr. Wright. And uh, I mean, I, the list can go on. I mean, yeah. of all the older gym teachers before Denny and, 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 and Troy and those guys came in yep. uh, and, um, and um, Mrs. Palson. Um, I remember those guys working on the baseball fields, making sure that, the, I mean, we had one of the best baseball fields ar- around. We had one of the yep. best stadiums around in my opinion. Um, so it was just a shock to the system. I remember when that happened. So it was interesting when I came across your, I don't even remember how it happened. I think someone else, this is the beauty of social media though, guys. I think somebody that I was friends with was friends with you. They shared it. I watched the full thing and was like, this kid kicked ass and brought back a bunch of really good memories. I was like, I got to talk to this guy. So moving kind of full ahead full ahead now everybody is a is a mustang if i'm not mistaken we're not uh, Ma- maverick maverick a maverick yes See, i don't even know man yeah, like i know i, I it, it my interest level feel is right yeah my i know is that big. i know i can't get behind it you know hate <laughs> hate hate todd for that if you want but i was i was born a panther right as a panther baby even though i'm a Towson tiger but i dropped out so it doesn't count Right. I, yeah, don't, I don't think so. I, I do have a full high school education. Um, <laughs> so fully a Panther. See? Yeah, I'm fully, fully a Panther. Half, I still have my varsity half a, jacket. Half a tiger. Bro, full I still tiger. have my varsity jacket. <laughs> That's great. Unworn. So I have Mint. my high school. Uh, when I went up, when they closed the school, they had all the old jerseys. So I got my full basketball uniform from oh, my. Awesome. Yeah, I got football. I got it all, man. Let's go. Yeah, I don't in think fact, I... in fact, a fun fact: if you go back and watch the video, this is my pitch to everyone to go watch the video. Uh, so, if you watch the TYFT music video, I actually wear my high school jersey in the 
the, at the end of the video yeah. when I like switch shirts like 10, yes. 11 times, there is a couple clips when it's a, when I'm with my parents that I'm actually wearing my high school jersey. So it's like when they would come out on the field with you and parents yeah, night. senior night. Senior, senior night. That's what I was Senior night. You got all these old people like chilling on the field. Now it's going to be like, I mean, like nowadays, now it's like back then the dads were all wearing like white Reeboks and khakis. Now the dads are wearing backwards hats with tattoos all over them. It's I know how this world has changed just a bit. Um, so obviously social media had to be a big player and a big part in, you know, you did have some help from a standpoint of the voice and creating relationships and things of that nature. But now kind of social media at this point, at least is your driver right for creating yeah. awareness about yourself um and driving the attention back to hey listen to me i can sing i can do this i can do that and you're very very good uh, give me give me some ideas of how just posting that video like what made you go you know what we've got to do a video because you were creating music but now you were like you know what we need to do a video yeah it's it, um so like a lot of the lyrics for that song were written um off acoustic guitar like I had had some of those lyrics down from just playing like acoustic in my like studio down in the basement and okay. um <clears throat> I knew and I it, like it's so funny because I've always wanted to have a song that like incorporated everyone in my family sure you know what I mean but like but like it's very difficult to have that idea and not force a song that just like winds up really sucking and it's like this is really cheesy you know what right. I mean because it's like um so it took a long time you know what I mean like I wish I wrote the song when we were a band like in civil city. Like I could have written a song as that. And I just never did. Like it just never came to me. Um, Cause it's hard to write a catchy pop song that also has like sentimental value. That's sure. like a difficult task. And I felt like this, for this song, I, I was able to do it. And um, as soon as I wrote it, I was like, there's no way, like, there's no way I'm not going to do a video for the song. Like absolutely had to do a video. Um, and I mean, I think within the first week of doing the first demo, that I like demoed on my like freaking iPhone. You know, I had the music, I did the vocals like on my iPhone and I was like, I sent it to Mike and showed my wife and they were like, holy shit, like this is like, yes, like this is the one. Um, and uh, I was just like, man, I'm not releasing this because I recorded the song, you know, we're in obviously September and it's like, I recorded this song, I think back in February. Yeah, like March. what, last year, right? Um, yeah. No, February so 2019. Yeah, 2019. So I've had it for a while. Probably wrote it in like January, I guess. Jan yeah. And um, yeah, it's just like, it, it's, uh, I knew I'd had to do a video and I probably in my head, I just listened to the demo so many times, like back and forth to work and whatnot. And by the time that I listened it through, <clears throat> I like had the whole video like straight in my head, like ready to go. And, um, and then I just wrote out like the full treatment, full script for it. And then from there, I was just like, well, who's going to like, who's going to bring all these ideas? And then we got to get to school and I got to get all these people logistically, you know, my sister lives in San Diego. So to get, to make sure that she was going to be here at that time, sure. there was a lot of moving parts. Um, but then Brooks Gatewood, who wound up um, doing the video. Um, yeah, I, I followed you know, Brooks. Guys, by the way, if you guys haven't followed Brooks, you should definitely follow yeah. him. Um, the video was spectacular yeah. he did how did you how did you come across brooks were you friends with him i yeah and i and i met him through a friend um okay. so he was roommates with one of my good buddies down in um fed hill okay written city and um i've probably known him for close to two or three years um and i think the whole time i've been like dude we need to like i want to do a video project with you because i've seen some of this stuff 
And I was always so impressed with it. Like he would just go on these trips, like hiking videos and like stuff like that. And he put them up and I was like, dude, we need to do a music video. And he's like, I've never really done a music video. And I was like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to break into the game with me. And, uh, it finally like worked out. And then we, he had, um, a buddy named Rob Simmons, uh, from, uh, West Virginia actually come in too. And he helped with the video. So the two of those, two of those guys did it. Um, and they were just like, so, I mean, it was just such an easy experience too. Like, um, cause I've shot a few music videos and sometimes they're, they're very stressful and it's like, this has to get done this time. This has to be, you know, uh, this one was very, you know, it just went really smooth. It was a long day. I mean, we were in that yeah. damn gym the, the whole day. Um, people don't realize, you know, and that's one thing it's, it's funny. I was going to say this. So like if, when I go and speak and do a seminar and let's say it's like yeah. an hour, 45 minutes, two hours, right. And you're up there just two hours and you know, the camera's on. Mm-hmm. dude it's exhausting yeah people don't realize how exhausting yeah. you it know because you're on right like you gotta yeah. be on. like and especially you because you're the you're you're the epicenter of the video you gotta be on at all times you gotta trans like a transfer of emotion like within seconds you know so it's yeah. amazing but so it was a long day then it was a long day and, and you know like i was so hellbent on that last scene like the last chorus yeah. i was like i really want to have everyone that's been in the video like be in that last chorus with me, like, but not all together. I wanted it in like straight shots. Um, and I, and if you watch it, like, I love to like dance, like I want to move. Like that's in Brooks was like, you're sitting, you're planting your two feet. Cause if for this to look cool, you can't move like your right. feet. And then everyone else, the cuts are like really cool the way they did it. But I was, I really wanted to do that last course where I wear, like, I think I switched shirts like nine, 10, 11 times. Yeah. Um, so just like that chorus, which is only 20 seconds of the song, that piece took a long time because I had to literally stay in the same spot and then I just switch and I would do two takes with each group of people with a different shirt on. So like, you don't think about it cause it takes 20 seconds of the video and you're like, Oh, this was really cool. But like that whole piece took yeah. a ton of time. Yeah. People don't realize man what it takes. Well, and then like the kids being in the video, like that, you know, not usually the easiest thing is to have nope. kids in a video. Um, but they, you know, that was like not a difficult piece, oddly enough. And, um, but yeah, it all, it all worked out, but yeah, Brooks absolutely like is, you know, phenomenal, like great dude. And he just absolutely kills it. So you, you, so obviously you took the video, video's done. You got the music video. Mm-hmm. This is where the social media side comes in, right? Your first inkling is I gotta, I gotta get this somewhere. Is there yes. first inkling posted on yeah. Facebook? Yeah. So he, so when I saw the video the first time too, I was just like, holy shit, like, this is it. Like, this is what I thought about seven months ago. This is exactly like what I'd been dreaming. Like, this is what I've always wanted in a song. You know what I mean? Like it was like the best song I thought I've ever done from a music standpoint, from a recording standpoint. Um, and I was able to do it like my way, the way that I envisioned and then do this video that incorporated all the people that mean, you know, like the world to me. Um, and I, and I had it in my mind and, and like, I say it like in the song, actually, like I say, life's not fulfilling when you live for likes and comments from people you don't like. Right. And like, when I wrote that lyric, I was like, man, like that, like, I felt so good about it because for so long, I felt like with the band that we fought so hard on social media and spent a lot of money and spent, I mean, I spent so much time. Like that was like, I'm, I was very passionate about that. So like, I always yeah. took that as the band, like I took over like all our social media, like all our outreach. Um, and I spent hours upon hours upon hours, you know, a lot of times like after practice coming home at 1am and I'm sitting on the computer, you know, 
putting up posts or, you know, following people, hoping they follow us back or, you sure. know, like, the old, like that kind of game. And um, it wears on you. You know what I mean? Like it can. Yes, it, I do know exactly yeah. what you mean. I feel like you know exactly what I mean. And, um, you know, when I wrote that lyric, like I was like, I did, you know, sometimes you write stuff because it rhymes or because it just it sounds good. You know, the, the melody is there. But um, I like truly felt that. <laughs> yeah. Because. It does suck. Like, yeah, like you want to build your brand. You want to do this. You want to do that. Um, but it, it's hard to sometimes you're thinking like you're salty because like someone retweeted something from another musician or another band, right? Sure. And they, or they didn't like your thing or whatever it is. And I'm thinking like, dude, like fuck this guy. Like yeah. how I'm sitting here as a, tw- you know, at the time, a 26 year old man worrying about like a 19 year old you know, that, that didn't retweet a music, you know, a song or something. And it's like, why do I, like, why do I care? Like, if you, like, if you're not with me, like you're not with me. Yeah. And I think it was, it was really important for me with this song because of that lyric being in it and what the song meant to me, um, that I didn't, I didn't want to put it out with like a band, like a music page, um, that was like very calculated and on purpose. Um, and that's why I put it out on my personal page Cause I didn't want, and, and it's, I didn't want it to seem like, this is what I'm doing. I want everyone, like, if you're not with me, like get out. Like, I just wanted to be like, dude, this is a song I'm really proud of. These are the people that I love. This is like, this is my community. This is the high school that means a ton to me. Um, like, just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't need, I don't need anything from you. Like, if you like it, that's great. If you want to share it, that's even better. But like, I didn't, I didn't put, I, and I haven't put a ton of time and effort um, just based upon like where, where my life's at with my family. And you know, like, will I, like, I think I will. And we, you know, I'll talk on that too, but it was important to me to get an organic amount of views that I felt yeah. like I, and I told Brooks and it's funny. Um, Brooks was like, what are you going to do with the video? And I was like, well, dude, I think I'm just going to solely put it on Facebook. Um, Cause that's where I felt like the video would hit because of the community aspect, the family aspect. That's yeah. like the demographic. I like, I felt like that was where it was at. Um, and I said, I was like minimum. I was like, dude, I think I get 25,000 views without spending a dime to promote it. And he was just like, uh, okay, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. And uh, cause you can't promote posts on a personal page. So like, yeah, you can't, you'd have to put it on to like, your my, fans page or your, correct. your professional, you know, professional page. <clears throat> you have. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't want to do that. Um, so I was like, you know, screw it. Like I'm gonna put it up. I'm going to say, you know, if you want to share it, like share it. Um, I'll give someone 50 bucks. <laughs> One of you that shares it, like I want to hit you with a 50 spot. And that's like, that's it. Like, I'm not going to promote it. I'm just going to like see what the community or like people that dig my music do. And it wound up, you know, getting, I, I haven't looked recently, but I think it's over 700 shares and yeah. it, it's over, it's over the 25,000. So it's yeah, like, absolutely. So I, I, you know, I'm very proud of that because that's like what I set out to do. Um, now I'm at a point where, I'm like trying to figure out that next, the next you know step. I mean? that exciting. It's that exciting time. I just don't know how, um, to pull the trigger on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I got the answer for you. Do you? Hell yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, the good. answer, the answer is, the answer is you get, it's time to put some money behind her, man. I, I know there's no question. And then yeah. you target it and then you target it to the people <clears throat> you want it to reach. Right. At the same time, it's now time for other platforms to organically see it. 
like like YouTube. Like so it is. I did do that. So it is okay. uh, like, good. I, I have it on YouTube. Um, I haven't put. I haven't done any ads. You know, I haven't done anything with Google Ads or YouTube ads just yet. I just put it up. Um, so it's up there. You know, like I have the links on my Instagram page, on my Twitter. Um, I'm like ready to. I'm equipped to, to make that move. I just haven't. I just haven't pulled the trigger because I'm. The other piece of that is people, you know, want to just consume things at a, at a large quantity, as I'm sure you're aware. So the EPS two songs, right? It's like, I have more songs and I want, like, I just finished one that um, <clears throat> we just did. And I'm like super jacked about it. You know, I think it's like a really, really cool, fun, um, but like true, honest pop song. And um, I have a couple other ones that, that are in the process of, you know, that I'm recording. So it's like, it's part of me that wants to wait to, to push that. So that way, like people get caught on Then it's like, oh, well, here's some, here's, here's something else, you know, right. here's something new. Um, so there's part of me that thinks that way. I just gotta, I just gotta pull the trigger and set it up. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you gotta do. You yeah. pull the trigger and target and target the people that you want to do. It's funny too, man, because, um, there's a lot of people out there. Look, I have a buddy of mine. He was on the show, Mike Reuter. Same same type of thing, man. Where you know the guy makes funny ass content. I think his his bachelor speech that he did. I'm almost positive it's at one one point something million views now. Wow. And I don't think he put a dime behind it. And then I remember he he came to me and he was like, "Well, what do you think? I mean, like, should?" I? And I was like, "Dude, you don't need to now." Yeah. What's the point? What's the point of you doing it now? I was like, you let it, it, it organically figured itself out. And so, I mean, at this point, you know, I'd say, Hey, look, put some money behind it. If you want to put some money, but dude, if if you check it on a daily basis and it's growing organically on a daily basis, then you let it run its course organically until you, you, and you'll know, you'll know, be like, All right, I can now I can put some money behind. I can post this on my business page now. Put some money behind it. Introduce people that have never seen me before to this song, and then they then they may end up becoming a follower to the next song, to the next song, to the and then again, that's how you build fans. Look, guys, this is how you build fans on social media. Anyway, you put you put out content that you feel is going to either a educate, inspire, or entertain someone, and they either like it or they don't like it. There's no gray area. And then they decide to follow you or not follow you or whatever it is. So it's like I said before, there's a, the reason I, one of the big reasons I wanted to have Brandon on was because I want you guys to understand the similarities behind musicians and running a business and creating a personal brand. They've, they've never been more intertwined, right? And blended than they are right now. And so if you're looking at trying to figure out how to navigate those waters and, and educate yourself on how to build a personal brand, to be quite honest, looking at musicians is probably the best example of how to do it. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, it's you're literally, you're just pushing. It's, it's a brand. You know it's, I mean? it's, it's all like, it is. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing your thing. You're putting out content which is either A, you're putting out your music or a video or whatever it is. You're selling merchandise to people that are support your brand, right? Um, you're inspiring them through the words that you're writing down um, and then turning that into music. It's, just, it's, it's all really, it's, it's very, very similar. And I really wish a lot more people would kind of look at it and kind of like 
maybe design their design sometimes um, from an inspirational standpoint, their personal brands around how musicians do it because it's, it's, it's very, very interesting. I, the one thing that I think you may have slipped on was just posting it on Facebook. I, and the only reason I say that is this. From a, from a nostalgic standpoint, I believe that a high percentage of the people that went to North Carroll High School are on Instagram currently within the last 20 years. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And maybe not even on Facebook. So I think that there's, there's definitely an opportunity there, which you probably have already thought about, I'm sure. You're like, how the hell do I get this thing up on IGTV, share it in my post as a preview? Correct. And man. set that thing out there. You're wait. I, I, I get it, man. You're, wait, you're, you're waiting for the right time to, to cast that wide net. Um, now I'm more interested to hear about the next stuff. Are you, are you going to be doing a video with the next song as well? Do you almost feel like now you've got to create video content <clears throat> around the songs? Dude, I feel like... It's to a certain degree, yeah. yeah. And one, because I think like having a visual representation to accompany a song is just so critical, especially in like a, like nowadays. It's like yeah. it's just such a big piece of it because videos are just so it's so easy to watch and watch a video and make and make really <laughs> and right? make and you know the the and and even like to a song to a certain degree. And I haven't touched on it, but like for for me to just take like literally do a song, it's like I have the song written, I do it. Um, I usually, it's like all of, between Mike and I, we have all the studio equipment. We usually do it right in Mike's house who also lives in Hampstead. I do, we just, so I do everything here. I send everything dry to my buddy named Danny, uh, Danny Stillman, call him Stills out of Denver, Colorado. Um, who's been in a ton of successful bands. Um, most recently he's in a band called 888. Um, they're actually on Island records. They've done a lot of touring. Anyways, he is just phenomenal, like phenomenal songwriter, um, phenomenal musician. So he actually produces everything that I do. Um, so we do everything here in Hampstead. We send all the files to him. Um, he produces, if he has like tweaks and things like that, that he's like, Oh, you should do this one more time. Or like this line should maybe be this. Um, it's just so easy. Technology has made all of this. So like I can turn a song out in one night, you know, recording wise with Mike, I send it to my buddy in Denver, Colorado. He produces it in two days, sends it back. Yeah. And then it gets mastered out of New York. Um, within a day and it's like <clears throat> full songs back in hand in four to five days and now that I have this relationship with Brooks it's like dude like let like this killed it like let's get another one so yes I do feel that way I think um and I will and we're even gonna actually do an acoustic video for like TYFG oh yeah up. there you go that's awesome yeah so I'm going to do that. Um, and that will be with like acoustic and electric guitar type thing. So like a, a different rendition of it. Cause I think it's important to give people like a different, you know, the sure. same song, but in a different way. Um, so that's going to happen. And then, yes, I want to absolutely do another video. I just don't know. Cause I have all these songs that are like in the, uh, they're like in the beginning stages. So I don't know which one is like the one it's, to do. Yeah. Right. But, um, but there's a big part of me, like I have a lot of like what my, like what I'm set on now is like getting, you know, four or five more songs, putting out another EP or like adding to the, you know, 27 EP and adding like a deluxe version, if you will. Um, and then like, I really just want to like, and I'm not like, all I ever wanted to do was like, go on, you know, do a bunch of touring and this and that with like this, you know, but like where I'm at right now, 
it's like, I'm not, I'm not doing that right now or getting into that, you know, phase right now or get back into that game unless someone's paying me a shit ton of money, which right now ain't happening. So, but I would love to, because my kids weren't really old enough when I was playing a lot of shows with civil city to come, they were too young then. So like, I really just want to have like one like big ass Baltimore show in just like, if that's the only show I play, like that's it. But I just want to do like one like awesome, like monster show with like other artists that, you know, like I dig that are like in this area and, um, and just like, whatever it is, if it's soundstage or whatever it's going to be, but just like sell the place out and just have like a fucking just awesome show. That's it. Have you, have my kids are you friends with Heidi Klotzman? I do know Heidi. She's yeah, I know. I'm sure, I'm sure she's been in touch with you. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like it can, we can make it happen. Yes. Yeah. She's yes. We actually spoke um, about something like that. So there, uh, that's kind of where my head's at. Like I, I would love to do that and just have like all the people that are in this area or region that have like supported me just come out and just like put on yeah. just like, cause like I love to perform. Like I love to play live shows. Like when we played live shows as a band, like that was like, that's like what I lived for. You know what sure. I mean? It was like, you get on stage for whatever that 45 minutes to an hour set time. And it's just like, that is like the moment that I feel that I'm most alive, you know, just like you with probably speaking and doing public speaking. 100%. There's something to be said for that. And like, yeah, you, you get like that initial butterflies and you're nervous. And then you get through that first couple minutes or first song. Um, and then it's just like, Oh my God, like, I don't want to, I don't want to get off this stage because whatever's happening to my body right now, this, uh, you know, euphoric feeling like I don't want to lose it. It's a very, it's very yeah. interesting that you bring that up because that's exactly what happens and your adrenaline starts pumping your heart starts beating and then it's it's very um it's very interesting how you start you really do start picking picking apart the crowd and a lot of people don't believe that people see them oh you see people and you and then and what's interesting what i always find interesting on bigger stages i will be honest with you i can't see out there because and you've been on bigger stages too the lights are so damn bright coming at you that you can only see maybe the first maybe one or two people in the first row anyway but when you're in a lit place where you can see everybody it's amazing to me how we have the ability to target and pick out the person who looks like they're having zero fun whatsoever and they're not learning shit and they're literally judging you with a humongous (laughs) telescope am i right or am i wrong about it dude it's 100 percent I mean, I remember playing shows in like good shows that were sold out that people were having like a great goddamn time. And then like zoning in and just seeing someone that looks so mad that I assume was there for someone else, another band or whatever. But like, and just kind of honing in and like, you know, like I would kind of like add fuel to that fire because like I would sometimes do like the point or like a lot of times in our old shows, like I would go into the crowd. So I would be like, I would always be like, I know. like you're, you're, you're trying here. to win them. Like, like, let's get it. Yeah. But like, instead of focusing on the people that are like, absolutely like literally singing all the words or like giving you all the love. It's like, but yeah, I, I think people assume that they cannot be seen. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, you can see, especially when you're in a smaller room um, for music, I should say, but like, you can see, especially oh. when the lights are really going. I mean, like, you're like, yeah, I see you out there. The, the interesting point is this. There's no way you're winning them over. They've already made their judgment call, right? <clears throat> but the way, right. That our, the way that our brains are set up, again, this goes back to the similarity of, of what we're talking about. 
the way that our brain, that person then becomes the focus. The people that are like, yeah, 100%, we love this. You're like, no, 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 I already got you guys. <laughs> yeah. That person, they're right there. I, I don't understand why they're not doing anything. I'm going to put all my, so you put it all into them and it's still not good enough. And then what ends up happening is that ends up translating over to social media, us getting back to it. That one person that you tried to win over was that person who either tweeted out or posted on Instagram or posted on Facebook. Uh, this is bullshit. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, I, you know, I don't get it. I don't understand his music. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's the person, bottom line. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. That person has made a decision <sighs> that you're not the person that they want to hear from and you're not the music that they want to hear. So just don't even worry about it, right? And I think a lot of that comes with age and maturity. Yeah. You know, as, as parents with us, you know, now, I think it's gotten easier where it's like, dude, if you don't fucking like me, like, yeah, okay. Right. Like, I, got enough, I, got enough, I got enough friends, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. And I think that happens as you get older. It's very difficult to translate that to some of the, the people that follow me that are in their 20s um, that reach out to me and they're like, you know, what do I do? Like this person, I'm like, yeah. dude. My videographer the other day was trying to, he was, we were talking about long lifetime decisions and we were talking about, and he's 28. And he said to me, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, you just, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I'm like, eh. I go, listen, man, I'm 40. It's like, I don't even remember 28. Yeah. I, like, I don't even remember it. Yeah. Like 30, 30 for me was a real shit year, man. Like bankruptcy, lost business, divorce. I mean, all that crap. At the end of the day, I'm like, I don't even remember 28. And I was like, dude, so like us driving this car, this is going to be like a faded out memory to you, man. I was like, at the end of the day, if you don't go and try to do what you're doing right now at 28, you're going to regret it when you're 40. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So I, again, I, it's funny that we just kind of went off on that tangent, but at the end of the day, I, I, I really want people to understand that no matter what age you are, just accept the fact that your friends that are your friends now are your friends. They're most likely, as long as you're not an asshole, they're most yeah. likely going to be your friends forever. <coughs> some, of the, some of the people that you're not even friends with now are going to end up becoming your best friends later in life, which you're not even going to realize. Um, and you really need to kind of focus in on your craft, what you do, and focusing on the people that really want your help, like the people that are in the audience that love your music and that are supporting you, like the people that are at my seminars and that are listening and they show up multiple times at the same seminar. It's very odd to me. I'm just like, yeah, and you've already heard me say this before. But they want, they want more time. They want more. They want um, more. And, and yeah, so um, it, it makes a lot of sense. I do this to every guest, by yeah. the way, every single guest. One, I definitely talk over them, which is part of my attention deficit uh, hyperactivity disorder. My <laughs> Dude, you, have, you have to, you just have to be you, man. I, I'm sorry, it just is what it is. Yeah, but we're gonna get a lot of information out of you right now because we go into the um, two questions, six answers, and this typically gets turned into a blog. Obviously, <clears throat> puts people on the spot, and this I hate to say it, but I've got a feeling that a lot of our the listeners they actually go to this point. Because yeah. they want to hear like, yeah, that's what I was waiting for. <clears throat> yeah. Well, hey, they should it listen to the whole me thing. Off. You're that's doing that. Go back now. Yeah. Right? yeah, this is great. Don't piss Brandon off. <laughs> yeah, we'll write a song about you. Um, that's all right. Um, so first question, uh, first question we're going to give you, uh, it's going to be about social marketing, obviously. Um, and we're going to go with three tips, right? 
So anybody out there that's in the music industry or in the business industry, because you're, you're both an entrepreneur and a musician, if you really want to kind of put those two together, like I said before, give me three tips that you use uh, within your own social media marketing, especially because you did it with the band too, um, yeah. that helped grow either your following, their following, um, or from a standpoint of awareness. Yeah, for sure. I would say one is you better be passionate about it. And, and just that goes along with just outworking everyone because everyone's doing it, but can you do it better in, in more often than them? Um, if you don't commit and if you don't believe, yeah, you can go and follow everyone and like for like and all this bullshit and spend money. But if you aren't passionate about what you're selling, whether, um, in this case, it'd be music. If you're not, if you're just doing bullshit songs and you're like, ah, oh, well, I'm good looking and I can do this and this and that, I'm going to push it. It's just not going to work. You know what I mean? You need all those, those points. So one, I would say just being passionate about what you do. Um, two is just understanding your audience, right? Um, if you don't know who to target or who um, you think is your demographic or key demographic, if you're going to go after it, like you're, you're screwed off the top because you're going to be spending money. You're going to be going after people because maybe you like a musician um, that you think you sound like. Um, it's just not, it just doesn't work that way. So you have to hone in on the people, um, the artists and bands that are out there that make sense for you to go after. And then you just attach your name to everything that they do, uh, whether that's uh, Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, Google ads, and you just, you run everything off them and you just, that's just, that's how social media marketing and digital advertising works. You know what I mean? Um, three is just surround yourself with other people that understand it. You know what I mean? Um, and this could be to anything in life, but I remember when I first got into music, like I didn't know really shit about the, you know, social media marketing. Um, but I was able to sit with other people that had had success and not just people in music, but people that had sex with their, uh, with their business, um, or just promoting anything that they were selling. You know what I mean? Like whether, um, it was someone selling like online products, you know, that's a, you know, a woman startup type company, uh, or people that are selling music cause it's all the same game. Um, but there is something to be said about learning from other people and not being afraid or ashamed or letting pride get in the way. Um, and I struggled with that for so long because I didn't want, I always wanted to feel like, I know what I'm doing. Like I'm doing this the best. Um, but I have learned so much, um, now speaking to it for the last, you know, six years, seven years of doing music. Um, learning from other people is just such a huge part of it and asking, you know, the correct people, even having this conversation with you, it's like, I would love to have another conversation with you more <laughs> off, you know, off sure. air, um, and have that because there, there's just something about it. You can never stop learning. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting you bring that up. I mean, there, I have, I, dude, I have many mentors and I actually shout all my mentors out, right? Like I, I 100%. Um, and one of the things that I thought was interesting that you just said there was know your audience. It was a while, it was a while back where I was putting out a lot of digital marketing content and I was like, you guys got to listen to this. Is it right? And I remember I took a poll one day and I was like, what do you guys like seeing more of? Do you guys like seeing more of like me sharing my story, more motivational stuff, or do you guys like more of the marketing stuff? And it came back 80, 20. Yeah. And that's when I started shifting more towards, I was like, holy shit, man, I, I really need to start, you know, telling my story. I need to start sharing, like being more vulnerable, right? Opening things yeah. up and saying like, you know, like I, I, my post yesterday was about me dealing with 
um, social anxiety and, and anxiety uh, as well. And in, in living with ADHD and like, I was, I mean, I was diagnosed at a very young age and I'm 40. Um, but I believe it helps a lot of people. And I think the more vulnerable you are, the, the more it helps. But um, the minute you start listening to your audience, if you just ask your audience <coughs> what they want and you do it, you're going to be blown away by the results. There's, yeah. there, there, there's a reason why when you post up a picture of your dog or you and your kids and it gets 100 likes and then when you go back to saying, don't forget I'm a real estate agent and by the way, I do this oh, for and nothing happens. And I'm, so like, glad that you, I'm so glad that you just said that. It because is, it's true. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And it's so, it's like, uh, I, I, I told, it's funny. The one little quote that I'd like to take away from this, and most people are going to take away is that, and I say this probably on a daily basis, I say, we hate being sold to, but we love to buy shit. Yeah, that's, it's so perfect. It's, it's great. The craziest, it's the craziest thing, but it's it is, so true. That is so true. I really haven't heard that. It's so great. And it's like, to everything that you just said, and like piggybacking on like my, you know, knowing your audience. And dude, people you know, like if it's from you, from a music perspective, it's like people are going to listen to your music, right? They're driving their car, they're listening on, you know, Spotify, right? right. <laughs> so they're, they're streaming, they're listening to it. They may not want, they already know your music. They listen to it all the time. They don't need to see it in seven of your next post. And that's why it's like critical that like, like what is fandom? What is people that get involved that like extreme fans that like you want those people that are going to come to shows and all that. Dude, those people want to like know you. So they That's want exactly to see right. the picture of your dog. They want to see the picture of your family. They want to see that you went on vacation because they already consume your music so much when you get to a certain point that it's like, dude, we don't need to see that, that video of you playing the song. Like we know this song. We already love it. I want to know what the hell you had for dinner. You know, I want to know. And it's like, it's crazy because as a, as a, you know, when you have a brand or you're a musician, you're like, Oh dude, I just want to give you, I want to give you my music. You know, like this is what, but it's, there's a whole nother side of that and um sometimes doing that other stuff is what actually makes that that sell that we're talking about <laughs> I, I, um and, and no question about it there's no question about it the minute that i and this is years ago that i just stopped i just stopped selling and sales increased and i'm going wow that's weird just was what it was man i just i just was like that's it i'm just gonna be myself and if people like me and they see that i'm also successful in helping other businesses they're gonna want to do business with me and it just ended up working out yeah question number two you being, <laughs> you being a former athlete in reality a former pro athlete um turned to be a musician from a motivational standpoint i i would say that us athletes and I'll put, I'm going to throw myself in the ring here because go ahead. Let's get North it. Carol, babe. I was, I was captain. I was cap. I was played baseball my sophomore year on varsity in baseball. Okay. I like it. And I think I was a captain of the soccer team. I can't remember to be quite honest with you. I think it was like 22 or 23 years ago. I, I don't, I just don't remember. Yeah. But we had a great soccer team. I believe that athletes are very, very highly motivated people. Um, earlier in the episode, you know, you talked about, from a standpoint of uh, people telling you that you can't do something kind of makes you want to do it more. And it's not like a rebellious thing. It's that you use that as motivation and a driver 
to get the satisfaction of proving people wrong. Um, and sometimes that can be the biggest motivator for people. Like when someone tells me that I can't do something, not, not like, God, you can't go jump off that building and not break both your legs. Not that. I'm saying when someone tells me that's not possible because it would take forever, um, that motivates me to go, mm, let me show you why it won't and actually go do it, right? Give me three things that motivate you to keep you going. And by the way, you cannot use your family as one of them. That's fine. Because we already know that. Yes. But give me three things that you use in your daily life that help motivate you to keep going. Because obviously you're in an industry that's, it's, dude, it's a difficult industry. There's no question about it. Yeah. I mean, one thing just strictly that motivates me is just one, just finding that, like you just talked about social anxiety and things like that. Um, for me, it's just like, for me to be happy, like I have to be working at something. Like I have to have that. Um, and it's, and there's all these different things like in my life that, 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 that happened, whether it's, you know, um, my real work, that piece. And then like at home with the family and kids and coaching sports and this and that. But for me, like I have to have that creative outlet. Right. So for me, um, the motivation is just like, dude, like I would go crazy. I think if I wasn't like, if I don't take time to just like pick up a guitar and play songs or write music, um, and it's like that, like the thing that motivates me is just like trying to find that next song, like mm. trying to hear that next chord um, or the melody. You know what I mean? Like I could be sitting in my kitchen, you know, or wherever it may be. And like, oh my God, like this is it. And like, I am so heavily motivated and it's just to like get to that song, like to get to that next piece. Um, and I don't know if everyone's like that, but I, like, there's a creative part of me that's just like, oh my God, like I, like I have to do, like I have to do this um, to complete it. Um, the other thing that motivates me is like what we talked about, you know, um, other people not, you know, not believing in it. And in, in, in the song, like TYFG, it's like, I, like I'm saying, I, you know, I won't take you for granted, which like has a double meaning because I'm talking about my family to a certain point, but I'm also talking about all the people that like haven't supported me in, in the whole music journey. Um, and you alluded to like having friends at a certain age and never, never losing them. Um, I had a ton of really good friends um, that, and this is a big step for me saying this, I feel like, cause I'm going to share this and put it out, but I had a lot of really good friends that um, I went to high school with that, or that I've known since I played travel basketball, like from middle school all the way up, uh, like my best friends. But when I decided to, because I was always an athlete, when I decided to get into music and push music, it was like, dude, like we don't want no parts of this. Like no, the, the most unsupportive people in the world. Um, you know, some people stood by it and were like big supporters, but a lot of people just like dropped off. Like didn't come to, I mean, didn't come to shows, didn't, you know, let alone share something, let alone like it. Um, but that motivated the, the hell out of me because I'm thinking like, these are the people that like are my friends, you know what I mean? And they're going to, they can't get behind something that like, I'm clearly really, really passionate about, you know what I mean? Um, so that to a certain degree, this, the song itself is like, yeah, like, I'm not going to take you guys for granted either. Like, even though, even though you're not, you're not feeling what I'm doing, like, I'm 30 now, which in the pop world is probably a little old, but it's like, dude, fuck it. Like I'm doing this because sure. to the first point, it's like, you know, like I just want to find like happiness and this is what makes me happy. And if you're, if you don't want to be with me, then, then don't ride with me. You know what I mean? Um, 
So no, no. Part. I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. I think, I think both of those, both of those uh, are very, very important. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. The, and I talked about this with Kate the other day. Um, negative negatives can can be some of the most motivating drivers behind what you're doing. And this and that really touches what you just said, right? Like your whole point is like, I thought these guys were my friends and they now they're not and just based on our interest. So were they really your friends? It was just based on an interest or a hobby. Um, you know, probably not. You know, it's like most real friends will do the dirty work with you. Like where it's like, I don't care, dude, if you're a musician or freaking basketball player who gives a shit. I just like hanging out with you. Those are your real friends. Most of the time, like we said before, you don't find that until later in life, which is now where you are in this part of your life. And now you're finding them, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and to your point, it's like, there are people that I didn't know maybe three, four years ago that I now are in my close circle of friends. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's like, yeah. And I, you know, I'm very close to my parents and my brother, my sister. So like, we have a very tight knit family. So like, you know, you only have so much time <laughs> for so many people. And it's like, and, and as far as like my friends go, it's like, it's a, it's a tight knit circle, but we're, we're close. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's people that have come into my life in the past couple of years that I didn't even know that are now like people that I text on a daily basis. Yep. Or people when I have something going on, whether it's a, you know, a home problem or whatever it may be that I reach out to that I didn't even know that now stepped into my life that have made a tremendous difference. You know what I mean? And um, I think that's important for younger people to understand. I think what you said, like the guy, even the guy that you were talking about earlier, who's 28, it's like you get so caught up in, in so much little bullshit and not in, in worrying about if people like you and worrying about, oh my God, if they find out I said this about them to someone else and this and that, right. it's like, dude, like, at some point you just have to find like what makes you happy, who the people are when you surround yourself with them, make you happy. And then like everything else is just a bunch of bullshit and a bunch of background noise. No question. Yeah. All right. Pop me number three. Brandon probably thought that was number three, but it wasn't. Yeah. So we're still doing motivation, right? You got one left, babe. <clears throat> yeah, dude, I would say, let's see. So I did, I did my negative piece. Mm-hmm. I did my piece. on just finding happiness. Um, Let's see. Motivation. Can't be family. What'd you say? Can't be family. Family's such a big thing for me. It's like you cut me at my knees. I know. I cut you right at your core. Because here's the thing. I love it though. We already know that. I know. We need to Uh, know things. If your fans are going to listen to this, they want to know what motivates you other than your family. I would say. You already gave it. Yeah. No, I would say for me, um, because, and we talked about a little bit earlier with, uh, with other bands, like we talked about taking back Sunday and I was a fan of them. Um, I am such like a, uh, not necessarily a classic fan of people, but like, I like it locked into like other musicians and other artists, right? Like I'm like thoroughly obsessed with, uh, this artist, John Bellion. I don't know if you know who that is. Pop artist. If you haven't, you should check him out. Dude. He's yeah. phenomenal. Um, people like that. There's another band called the band Camino that like I'm all about right now. Um, so there are artists like that in one of the biggest motivating factors for me is I will sit there and watch their YouTube, like John Bellion does all this studio content, all this, like him writing a song. Um, dude, there is nothing maybe in this world that motivates me more than watching other artists create, um, and see their processes and understand how they do things. Because as soon as I watch something like that, I'm like, Oh my God, dude, like all I want to do is get in a studio 
and just write. Like, so like seeing other people achieve greatness, because like, do I think I'm ever going to be as good as artist John Bellion? No, because he's like, I just don't like maybe, yeah, you know, maybe I will, but he is so phenomenal. Like someone like that, but even just watching any artist like Ryan Tedder from One Republic, who's like on the show Songland, like mm -hmm. phenomenal songwriter, phenomenal artist, watching him write a song or watching him dissect someone else's song. Like there is nothing more motivational from an artist perspective than seeing someone else like master the craft that you're like calling to get to. Um, learning from those people like that is such a huge motivation piece for me um but i would imagine no matter what you do whether it's music whether um you know it's inspiring other people with art or whether it's an athlete or this and that watching someone how they got to the you know the apex of their craft it's like dude like if you can't if you can't get excited about that then like i don't know what to tell you that was probably the best one yet and the reason i want to talk about that real quick is because it's the most unselfish motivator. Mm -hmm. It's literally you're using other, you're, you're what, and that's, that's something that not every single person listening right now is going to be able to do because some of us are, are very selfish. Some of us, when we see someone else succeed or someone that's close to us succeed or a competitor <clears throat> of ours succeed, we get very jealous right? Instead of going, instead of using that to motivate you. And so I think that's something that, uh, man, that's a great way to end the show too, because one of the things I really think that, that, that hit home, that was really, really good because what you should be doing is you should also be looking and be happy for other people. And if you do that, and if you engage with them, and if you comment with them and you give them that love back, when it's your time, they're, they're going to be there for you. They're going to support yeah. you just as much. It, it's, it, it, that, can be a, that can be a big difference maker for a lot of people. People don't realize this. That can be a di if, you're like, if you're like a massive supporter of others in your industry and you do a lot of things to help them, man, I'm telling you right now, they will help you. But people don't want to do that, man. They really, really don't. They're, I'm oh, yeah. dead serious. It's a, it's a bear. In any industry, it doesn't matter if it's music, music industry or business industry, very seldom do people want to help people. I'm helping this girl right now. She's actually from Hampstead. Her and her mom are creating a, um, they have like a clothing brand. Typically, I charge an hourly rate mm -hmm. to sit with me to, to, for me to dissect your business and then literally like reverse it to where it should be. And the girl, she's trying so hard. Um, that I was like, you know what? Take what you learned today for this hour that we stayed on the phone. Shoot, it only been 30 minutes. This hour that yeah. you stayed on the phone. Let's get back next week. Let me, I'll keep helping you for free if I see you applying what I told you to do. Yeah. And she is. Now, she's got to do it for a full week before we talk next week. But again, um, who knows, man? This girl ends up being a fashion designer down the road, and I'm 75 years old. And she goes, hey, I need an old man for a model shoot. There I am. You Here never know. Yeah. Just is what it is. Listen, brother, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I know that you are very busy. I know that there's a lot of kids. There's, I don't even know how your house has stayed this quiet. Are they at school? Dude, so, yeah. So, like, I'm, <clears throat> I'm in my kitchen. I, I, my wife's going to be like, why didn't you turn this camera? Because, like, this is our pantry and this is, like, a hallway to yeah. – like, our kitchen is so nice, but I have this natural light that's on me. So, I wanted to – I was concerned with – my uh I have, so I, have, I have unnatural light you see that yeah i do oh bro so I, so I went this way. yeah the kids uh no the kids are with my saint of a mother 
Uh, so they're, they're doing that right now. And my wife's at work. So I was at home and, uh, it worked out to be the, the quietest house ever. So it's yes. free daycare, dude. It's yes. pretty sweet. It is. Hey, listen, man, thank you so much for coming on. Um, and if you guys want to follow Brandon, Brandon, can you let, us, let everybody know here, you know, where they can follow you, uh, any usernames that you are probably putting out there. Yeah. Yeah. So everything is, um, so Facebook is just facebook.com backslash Brandon Tomlinson. And then Instagram and Twitter um, is at Brandon Tomlinson Music. Excellent. Yep. And they can listen to the your the song actually currently right now on Spotify, right? Yes. Yep. So it's yep. It's on Spotify, uh, YouTube. It's anywhere that you can stream music or purchase music. You can find um, both TYFG and My Room uh, available. Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, listen. This probably is not going to be the last time Brandon's on. I can tell you that right now. Um, great guest, as well as I think next time that we have him on, I think we talk a little bit more um, about family because I knew that family is so important to him. Dude. And I think, I think that we talk about, well, I think what we talk about is we talk about, you know, being dads and, and trying yeah. to not only be successful in what we're doing, but at the same time trying to balance that out. And I think it would be a good topic. And there's probably a lot of young dads that listen to this that would, would definitely want some help with that. So Brandon, thank you again for coming on. I greatly This has been a Todd Collins official production in conjunction with Platinum Reputations. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official or visit us at www.toddcollinsofficial.com. Want to be on the show or become a sponsor? Message us on Facebook and tell us why.